Jude, and this is the Past Imperfect podcast, The Alchemy of Transforming Trauma. And I'm very excited because this morning, what we're going to be talking about is trauma. What is trauma? Because we talk about it like it's something that everybody knows what we mean, and, and actually, it may be that that's not totally clear. And when we've talked about trauma, we're going to go on to talk about the concept of 100% personal responsibility. Um, and how we take responsibility for healing our own traumas. Yeah. But before we do that, Sammy, yes. how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you, Jude. I'm quite entertained by watching you with a blanket over your head <laughs> while you're blanket. trying to muffle out the sound in your house. <laughs> I have got a blanket over my head. It's a yellow blanket. I look... This is hilarious. You look like some kind of weird yeti. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite something. At some point, I might have to take it. And I, what I do notice is that I keep disappearing. And all you can see is blanket. It's hilarious. And so while we're talking about sound, I just want to um, um, say apologies for the sound quality in the last in the last podcast. Um, we are totally working on it and it's going to get better as things go along. So thank you for your patience while we settle into being podcasters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but no, I, I'm good. Thanks, Judith. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It's, it's a time of much change and much kind of, I mean, if you talk to, anybody in Glastonbury which is where I spent yesterday you know energetically there's a whole load of stuff moving and and that the end of lockdown coming and everybody doing their thing and there's just energy moving all over the place so it's a big time of change for me and it's exciting yeah same, and a little yeah. bit unknown yeah I mean the same like I've got lots of stuff coming up it's been a very intense period for everybody you know with yeah. the with the lockdown situation but with doing this podcast as well it's raising all kinds of oh, it's raising all kinds of stuff in me which you know is is uh is useful but also quite overwhelming at times and um yeah yeah absolutely and talking of that um I had a conversation based on this podcast based on um sharing the podcast with my mother I had the yeah. most amazing conversation with her which um again I said this to her but it's a kind of conversation that I didn't imagine at certain points in my life I didn't imagine would ever be possible between us well that's amazing isn't it and partly based on listening to the podcast and and hearing where I'm coming from without it being directed at her you know without it being with just hearing it from a neutral space where I'm coming from yeah and um partly just the fact that i would even show that to her and say you know would you like to listen which is a brand new part of of the work that we've been doing together and it's i'm just full of love and and full of gratitude for that oh that's amazing jude i'm so i'm so like moved by mm. yeah yeah that's really beautiful Right then. Right then. Shall we do this? Shall we talk about trauma? It's our favourite thing. Let's talk about trauma. <laughs> it's hilarious so, that it's our favourite thing to talk about. <laughs> it really is my favourite thing. But you know what? It's my favourite thing to talk about now rather than telling my story of how terrible it is. Although it's important to say what things came from, but rather than living in trauma and talking about it, it's nice to be talking about it from a point of view that at the very most we're standing alongside it rather than being completely overwhelmed by it. 
And I would say even more than that, I would say that for me, the, 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 the experiences that I've had have actually encouraged me to thrive within my life now. So mm. that's, that's, you know, the part of the message that we want to share is it's like it doesn't have to define you and hold you back. You can actually be, once you start to investigate your trauma and where it's come from and what, you, and then, and then you consciously shift it out. Because what, what I've come to realize is that once you start to work, especially with the Melanie Tonya Evans stuff around acknowledging that there is trauma and beliefs attached to those trauma that you can um, sort of get rid of. You can then actually start looking, consciously looking for things that are holding you back, if that makes sense. Um, But we can get more into that in a a little while as we discuss where trauma comes from and what it is. But um, you can actually consciously work with it to really improve your life in all kinds of ways. So from your point of view, Sammy, what is it? What is trauma? Yeah. Well, there's... For me, there's like different elements to trauma that we are carrying. And um, Melanie Tonya Evans, kind of, we, we did a course of Mel's on, on Friday, didn't we, Jude? Yeah. Where, we, where we sort of spent a day with Mel. And she was, um, it was like a, called a Thriver workshop where she does a condensed version of her NARP program, which is Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, in a day. Um, and I guess it's a springboard into that process. But she talks about the different elements of trauma and... Um, most people associate trauma with childhood trauma, you know, things that have happened to you in your childhood. And there's also adulthood trauma as well. I would say I've experienced a fair amount of trauma in my adulthood um, around the sexual assaults that I've talked about and then things that have happened as a consequence to me, my drinking and my lifestyle choices. But then there's also like human collective trauma, which are survival programs that we all inherit as a as the human species around you know keeping us safe and alive <laughs> so there's there's those kind of traumas um there's also i believe past life trauma or ancestral trauma which yeah. is the, the trauma that is passed on through your heritage and through your um you know some might say past lives and then there's epigenetic inherited trauma which is quite a a new concept that is being explored but science is really backing up that we actually inherit trauma through our dna interesting i mean i don't know which of these this counts as but gabor mate is very vocal about this about uh, he tells a story about being a baby during the time when the holocaust was happening yeah and that he was born into that when his mother and father were in hiding and scared for their lives and he when he was newborn never stopped crying and so his mother took him to the doctor and said, um, my baby just never stops crying. And he said, yeah, all the, none of the Jewish, Jewish babies ever stop crying. Wow. They're not stopping crying because they've been in your womb where you're in fear. Yeah. And they're inheriting, whether this is epigenetic, whatever that means, but they're inheriting some trauma from their early existence and from your state before conception, during conception, during um, uh, gestation, and they're coming out into an environment where there's anxiety and fear for your life, and those children are carrying it. And there's a lot of stories about not only direct Holocaust survivors, but the next generation also having this. So however we prove that scientifically, this is a documented thing. Yeah, it is proved scientifically. I don't have the sort of um, science document in front of me, but I was also reading that very recently that um, there was some tests done and they've done it on animals as well to sort of see, um, uh, it was an experiment with mice where they were, I can't remember the exact details of it, but they they were sort of displaying epigenetics in action. And um, I I totally believe that a lot of the stuff that I'm carrying is epigenetic. Mm. It's 
come from particularly from my grandma and I can't I can't sort of prove that it's just my deep deep knowing that the traumas that I'm carrying and the way that my behavior has played out over the years is actually really um concurrent with the experiences that my grandma had and as a child growing up in a house where there was incest happening and so I I I sort of really get that I think that's where most of my stuff comes from which has been weird for me because I would look back at my childhood and go but I've had a really lovely upbringing like why am I so fucked up (laughs) why am I so fucked up because there's nothing that I can put my finger on and say oh yeah that happened to me when I was little and therefore that explains it it doesn't so this stuff helped me to really understand much more and also the human collective trauma stuff around survival instincts i think are really driving me and a lot of a lot of us most of humanity well right at the moment it's the first time that most of us in our lifetimes have come face to face with something real or it's partly real and partly painted to be bigger depending on what your belief system is and depending how much media you you take in like we're part of something that is a threat to life. So there's a lot of survival trauma in the air at the moment. There's yeah. like ups of anxiety dreams. Everything's happening for people. There's loads of trauma work up at the moment. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's why we suddenly finally got around to launching right now because it's just <laughs> up yes. at the moment. But also one thing, you. I just want to go back to the course that we did last week. One thing I loved about what she said was she said, does it really matter? You know, a human life will have trauma in it that's just true and there are you know there are the, what matters is dealing with it yeah where it comes from if it's useful I don't know if she said this or if I've added this bit if it's useful to know where it came from brilliant if it helps you work on it brilliant but there's nothing um you're not unique or wrong or terribly damaged or terribly um you're it's not personal that's what I mean it's not personal if unless you live in a box and you never go out you're not going to get traumas caused by anybody else. We probably get traumas from living in a box. But you, know. you might. <laughs> yeah. So moving on then. Yeah. <laughs> How do you deal with it? Well, I guess it, it, for me, the, the way that I've dealt with it within my own life is firstly becoming aware of it in the first place. And that was all through my experience of narcissistic abuse and um, recognizing that the traumatized, heightened traumatized state that I found myself in at the end of that, at the end of that relationship, where I had obvious symptoms of it, like shaking, my hair falling out, not being able to think straight, being in a fog, being in a state of active trauma. Um, and then coming across Mel's work and recognizing, oh, that's a that's a consequence of this of, of this trauma in me being triggered by this narcissistic individual, Brilliant. and therefore becoming conscious of it, that I then was able to use her her healing method on that. So her healing method is called quantum freedom healing. So before we, what I've realized is we haven't gone into much detail about um, what trauma is, and to describe yeah. that, you've just given us a really good list of some of the symptoms of trauma yeah um from my point of view something that that is classed as trauma so if you go about your life and something shocking happens and you take the time and you sit with it and you say to somebody something really shocking's just happened and this is what's gone on and you process it and then you carry on with your life you're unlikely to have a traumatic leftover However, if something happens and you're, for whatever reason, you're not able to process it or you're not able to be in control, you're not able to have power over the situation, you can't influence the situation to make yourself safe, that can leave a traumatic imprint. 
Yeah. Does that make sense to you? That... Absolutely. And there's even other things that, you know, things that don't obviously seem to be abusive that can leave trauma. Um, just as a little baby, if you're crying and your needs are not being met for whatever reason, you know, it might not be that your parents are a neglectful dickhead. They might just, they might just have their own stuff going on that means they're unable to meet your needs. That creates a trauma. Yeah. That creates a trauma or a belief around, I don't deserve to be cared for, or I don't deserve love. On a very subtle level, it's, it's a combination of so many things. Um, and yeah. And what we're kind of talking that. about is any, <laughs> any experience that cause, causes a, a lasting ingrained pattern or belief, which continues to play out in the present, even if it's not still happening. Yes. So that, And actually, sorry, go on. Yeah, go, go. No, no, you carry on. Forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this on Zoom, folks, so bear with us. Um, I suppose, you know, the, 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 the childhood stuff, like going back to what we were just talking about there with, you know, maybe your needs not being met, it doesn't mean that... Um, I think, think for me, what, I, what I've noticed about my childhood was that um, I was picking up a lot of my parents beliefs about yeah. themselves and so it, that that's also creating a set of beliefs which are stemmed in trauma because those beliefs are based on fear responses of you know i'm not good enough i'm not worthy enough i have to please people i have to put other people's needs and feelings before my own and then you're picking up all of these these dysfunctional beliefs about yourself which are not intentional at all but they're just what you're picking up yeah and then these play out in your adulthood and create adulthood trauma and it's all feeding into the same same sort of system of where you've you know you, you can repeatedly find yourself if you're not aware of this in situations that are damaging to you whether yeah. that's through toxic substances toxic relationships or just not being aware of how you are um how you're showing up yeah and, and what you're teaching people how you're teaching people to treat you oh well well put i like that so <laughs> some of the other um evidence of trauma is mm. how you deal with a situation now based on what's happened in the past. So, for example, um, I'm imagining people are familiar, but you may not be, with um, terms like fight or flight is a common one. Fight. When a situation happens, which might be minor, and your instinct is to fight, protect yourself, anger burns up, you want to, uh, and it's disproportionate that could be called a traumatic response or when you just want to run from the situation, whether that's physically run away or completely avoid it, that's a traumatic response. You've also got um, fawn, which is what you were just mentioning. Please, 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 please. You feel the thing come up. You think, oh, this isn't okay. And then you please, 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 because you don't want anybody to think badly of you or hurt you or you've, the consequences that you fear from just being in your own truth and, and saying actually no that's not okay and setting boundaries are so great in your mind that you that it's actually an impossible thing to do oh yeah I really relate to that one big oh, time me too I mean I would literally my heart will pound out of my chest if I feel like I've got to have like a difficult conversation with somebody and speak my truth and stand up for myself I mean I, I've managed to shift that trauma in a big way mm. um actually it was after the um after I was sexually assaulted this most recent time, mm. I, 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 at one point, I know information was being shared about me with a group of people that was aimed at discrediting me and smearing mm. my reputation. And within that, there was some deeply personal, horrible stuff that was shared about me, which 
in the old me would have literally felt like I was dying if I thought people were thinking this stuff about me or being aware of this information about me. And when it came up, I, I went and I did the Mel Tonya Evans work on that particular trauma of caring about what people think about me and being judged. And honestly, <laughs> that was the part of it that I was the most grateful for because my whole life up to that, I'd spent all this time in so much fear about, about this stuff that it was really holding me back. I did the work on it. I let it go. And now I honestly don't care. Like I feel so liberated from that belief and those fears that were holding me back in life that... Honestly, that is the biggest transformer for me. Wow. Yeah, that was the biggest transformer. And I say wow with big eyes like a child looking at candy floss that's on its way but hasn't landed yet. Because for me, that's my biggest one at the moment and that's one I am currently working through. Which seems like an irony when we're doing a pub podcast publicly, but I care really deeply about what me people too. think about me in a small day-to-day -day way. And I sacrifice my own needs a lot for that. And that's a traumatic response, which I'm consciously working on at the moment. That I do I, still care. Yeah. I do still care what people think, but it doesn't prevent me from um, taking the steps that I need to, to take to still be me, if that makes yeah. sense. Of course I care about yeah. other people and, and how they are and I'm considerate of their stuff, but I'm not, not at the expense of myself anymore. Yeah. And I also don't care if people want to judge me or think badly of me. That stuff I'm, I'm much better at trusting that's their projection and it doesn't actually reflect on me because I know who I am now I, I finally know who I am I don't need it to be taken from other people's opinions of me and that in itself is the biggest <sighs> yeah huge taken. relief yeah before we move on I just want to mention another um symptom of trauma and the reason I'm mentioning these is so that people can because when you when you're in a, a, a response to trauma you don't know that that's not how other people feel in that situation. You think that's the way people, that's the way that is felt in that situation because yeah. that's how you've always felt. So another response is collapse. And this one's a real, um, it's almost, it's like a dissociate. It can be when you dissociate. It's just that you can, it's like, I just can't deal with this. It's like a proper shutdown of yourself. And it's a proper shutdown of, I mean, this, especially with, abuse victims, sex, sexual abuse victims, th this happens a lot in present sexual situations where there's something that switches off inside them and, and it's like their body is there doing that thing and that it was consensual, but their mind has taken them, the, the essence of themselves away. That's dissociation. But collapse is like, oh, I just, I just can't deal with this and everything shuts down and you might need to sleep or you might get depressed or you might just... And it, it can be triggered by something small. And again, these are reactions that happen in the world and lots of people feel them, but they're not things that have to be the way that you deal with things. And if that is happening, maybe there's some work that you could be doing. And what I'm not saying, I want to be really clear about this. I'm not saying if you experience any of this, oh, you've probably been abused as a child. Oh, you've probably got this in your past. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, wouldn't it be nice to not have to live with that? Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to have tools within you so that you can think when I'm feeling like that do you know what if I just stretch my arms out this way for that moment or if I take a big deep breath or if I put my hand on my heart or if I put my hand on my belly it just gets me into a state where I can do the next just the next step and I don't have to be in that state wouldn't that be amazing ah <sighs> yeah that's what I'm talking about wouldn't it be amazing rather than let's look at the past and see how terrible it might have been. I didn't know it was bad. Oh my God, I better suffer for a bit. I'm talking about moving <laughs> forward. 
I say that from my point of view because that's been my pattern for such a long time. I'm going to take this blanket <laughs> off because it's falling off. <laughs> hey, there she is. <laughs> Beautiful. <sighs> wow. So talk to me about personal taking personal responsibility because I know that there is a lot of confusion about that and blame and, and I know that you know this stuff inside out and you're living this stuff. So what, does, what on earth does that mean? All right, so taking personal radical responsibility for your healing, um, which is a, a phrase coined by Melanie Tony Evans, who is, well, I keep banging on about her, but she's like, for me, the, the woman who's given me the greatest insight into this, into this world of recovery. Um, personal radical responsibility means exactly that. You take responsibility for healing whatever it is that's inside of you. Now, that's not to say that anyone is to blame or you're certainly not to blame for how this stuff got in you. You know, you can't, you know, you can't control what your DNA is or you're just born with it. Um, but what you are responsible for and nobody else is or can be is shifting that stuff out of you. If yeah. it's something that is in some way stuck in you. Yeah. Um, and so that is taking personal radical responsibility for your own healing. And that's it. Simple. Amazing. And I've, uh, what's really, um, landing is that you're saying it's for your own healing not for your trauma and I've been making that mistake and in my unconscious it's been saying in some way I'm taking responsibility for this trauma there is a turnaround on that that says this is a thought I've had before Melanie Tonya Evans but it's something that she talks about as well what if on a on a soul level we brought in the experiences that we needed to have for the next level of development now that absolutely depends on the operating system you live by in the world and your belief system but what if the person who comes towards you and causes trauma or triggers trauma is what's her phrase an angel an angel in disguise an, an angel aid. in disguise an angel in disguise i totally believe this now it took me a while to accept that because it's a really big leap to go from this person who on the surface is for want of a better word evil I don't believe in that concept but you know appears to be bad and is doing things which are obviously bad like you know how, how far do you want to take it there's some atrocities unbelievable atrocities that are happening all over the world how do you flip that and say well that person on some level is serving humanity and is serving me um yeah it's a really big leap to get to it is a big leap, but I believe, as you just said, that we come into this existence and manifest in this life to evolve our souls. And um, sometimes you have to be dragged into the pit of hell for you to have the opportunity to be forced to go inside and address your trauma. Yeah, I I've had this stuff going through my whole life, and it wasn't. And 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 I, I mean, I kind of can look back and almost giggle a little bit now because I kept getting this. I kept getting the messages you're not living in alignment, you're not living your truth, you are clogged up with all this, this dysfunction. But I wasn't taking the messages, I was ignoring it. I was not addressing it. They had to send in a, the, the big guy to come yeah. and sort me out. Yeah. And, and then another one after that, because there were still a few bits that I was missing. Yeah. And, and I can say that with a, a smile on my face. I'm not in any way div, um, wanting mm. to sort of devalue or sort of make light of any, any situation of abuse or violence against anybody in whatever capacity whether that's emotional psychologically financial sexual you know there's so many ways that people can be abused but i needed to have that deep dark lesson for me to wake up 
Yeah. And this is where it gets eggy. And this is where, of course, when it gets eggy is when I get all excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's because there's such a culture of, but it's, you know, there's a, such a blame culture that's 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 coming. Sorry, I'm just looking at the the, the delight on your face. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, this is really this is where this is where it gets really important to me because yeah, it's so much easier to say, but you can't ever condone that behaviour. And we're not. I'm not condoning it. What I'm saying is, it can be useful. Isn't that a good way to see it? It you can't. Yeah. People are spending, there are people who spend their lives dedicated to stopping it happening. There are people who honestly dedicate their whole lives to stopping FGM or to stopping child abuse and stopping sex trafficking. My opinion is it isn't going to stop. And we should still work to try to stop it, of course. But bad things are going to happen. That's what being human is about. And again, on this soul level choice, the idea is, as a soul, you sit up there going, oh, I'm ready for a human experience. I'm ready to go into the pit of hell. And then you go in and then you've forgotten the soul bit and you're just going, ah, ah, this is really painful. So of course we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to be fucking spiritual about it all the time. But there comes a point where if you were, if you were, let's, let's make up an imaginary story. If you had this genie that stood in front of you, right? And on one hand, it's like you get to blame the perpetrator of what you of your trauma, and on the other hand, they've got a little a little pill. It's like the blue and red pill. You get to not be dominated by your trauma and live your life not free of it, but using it as the best lesson of your life. And you get to have a different kind of life. And that that genie just stands there with with her. Let's say her for a change. The genie stands there with her hands out, saying do you want can't have both but at any point you can come back and have either that's that's the choice that i see that's the choice i see when you take responsibility for your own healing you're choosing i'm not going to worry about whose fault it was i'm going to now deal with it and when you really need to stick with the blame and i speak as somebody who's spent what am i 49 now i've spent a lot of years going no 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 i'm sticking with blame motherfucker you you know piss off and you jar i'm not ready for you (laughs) (laughs) so that's how i see it let's just that's that's why i'm getting all excited that's how i see it so taking responsibility for yourself is yeah empowering it is empowering and actually there's a there's an even deeper truth underneath all of this for me which i came to realize and it's just my truth it might not resonate with anyone else but all everything that is happening all the good things all the bad things and i say those things in inverted commas because i don't even believe in those concepts anymore all the apparently good and the apparently bad they are all working for the evolution of consciousness yes and sometimes it's the really bad things that evolve that consciousness on and we need all of it for that evolution to continue because as for myself as I came into this particularly dark period of my life where this apparently bad stuff was happening I was forced to either transform myself 
or to surrender into being a victim and damaged for the rest of my life. So that bad situation forced me to evolve my consciousness. And now I feel like I've been upgraded as a result of that thing. Mm. So if you take that from the microcosm of my own life into the macrocosm of the universe and you go, well, these bad things that happen, like, you know, there's some bad shit happening right now, but I'm not in fear about it because I know it's for the evolution of human, not even human consciousness, of consciousness. It's for the evolution of everything. And we need the bad stuff for the good stuff to have to match it and rise up again and it's just a continuation of things constantly vibrating at a higher and higher level and all of it is just love <laughs> that sounds so yeah. it is it's just this is just it's just what it is and when we get away from blaming and judging and trying to make it all fit into nice little boxes of who's responsible for what it doesn't matter none of it matters just get back into what this is all about which is your own personal evolution and 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 you can't go wrong from there yeah does that make it sense it makes lots of sense to me but then it would wouldn't it (laughs) (laughs) please if anyone has any views on that yeah Yeah, let's have some let's have some comments about that (laughs) yeah do feel free to to send us an email i'll put the email address at the bottom because you know if you've got strong opinions about this it's really important to make them heard because yes it's charged stuff. It's emotionally charged stuff. It is charged stuff. Um, one thing I realized about the, the pill analogy, mm-hmm. about, you know, that you've got this choice or that choice, that's a choice that you have to make every fucking moment of every day. I just like to remind you until it's done. So it's not like you just take the pill once. You, you have to kind of do the work. So yeah. the, the choice of I want to not be a victim is not just like, well, I made that choice, so I don't have to do anything about it, do I? <laughs> but I've made the choice. I've decided not to blame anymore. Yeah, and now you have to go through feeling all the feelings that you want to blame, that you desperately want to blame, and then finding another way yeah. to deal with them. So can you talk to me a bit about, maybe a bit more about the step-by-step of what that looks like? Or does that make sense? Of what it looks what, of like healing, of healing trauma. Yeah. Of what it takes to take responsibility. Well, I mean, for, for me personally, it's it was just that thing of going, well, I mean, I, I did Melanie Tony Robbins' course. That for me, that was the simplest way to address it initially. Mm. But um, and the, and that course was literally it was in it's in specifically in relation to narcissistic abuse, but you can apply the same thing, you can apply the same process and technique to anything, which is I would say an addiction, because what what happens with trauma is it creates um, addictions on top of it for us to manage that trauma, and so that's the impact of trauma on on humanity and on on and on. I mean, and animals is different. Animals go and shake, don't they? And so they sort of seem to deal with their trauma in the moment and let it go. Um, wild animals do anyway. I'm not sure about domesticated animals. What's well, your view on thing. that, Jude? So, as the um, as the owner, primary carer for a for a traumatized dog yes they do if they can then remove themselves from the situation Mm. when they can't remove themselves from the situation and they just keep getting the adrenal hit of the the fear and they they're not in power so this is where i see it really the the parallel with humans so when you're a child you don't can't just say this situation is toxic i shall remove myself (laughs) because you're a child and you're absolutely dependent quite often on the causes of the trauma so with her she's been in a cage for a year and a half with noise and and threat and all sorts of things so yes they shake it off and literally every time we get out of the car she shakes off the oh i didn't like that very much but i've shaken it off and now i can go and play 
But when you're in a, in a situation where you can't escape, that's where the trauma embeds and that's where it becomes a pattern. And that's where you then yeah. have to work quite hard, as I have done with her over the last three years, to make the things that were traumatizing before things that she can tolerate without going into trauma response. Wow. Mm. Oh, beautiful Baba. Oh, she's a very sweet doll. She so, is. Anyway, well, that's, that's really interesting. Um, wow. Well, I guess it, it, with, it, with, with humans, um, with trauma, what, what we quite often do is take on habits in our adulthood to manage those symptoms of trauma, to numb them out, to medicate ourselves. So the, the addiction on the top is, is, is simply a condition of, I'm not explaining myself wrong, the addiction on the top is a, is a condition of the trauma underneath. So obviously that's what we need to get with. The Melanie Tony Evans stuff helped me to address that within the context of narcissistic abuse. But then from there, I then use the same technique to address my alcohol addiction. Right. And also to help me recover from the sexual assault, which was all, it's all tied in. Um, and it's simply, I mean, you, you've experienced a quantum freedom healing shift, which is find the trauma in your body. What does it feel like? How old is it? And then you identify, is it, is it, a, is it a trauma that I've picked up in this lifetime or is it in my epigenetics? Is it in my past? And then you do a visualization technique to literally get it out of your system. Mm. It sounds a little new age and a little bit esoteric, but you just have to trust the process. And yeah. it does absolutely work. I can't explain how, but it really does work. So that was for me how I tackled my trauma. Um, and, and, and then from there, I've then since used that platform to go, well, actually, Mel does another course called the self-empowered, the self-empowerment course, which is like a step on once you've got rid of the narcissistic experience of going, well, actually, there's a lot of other stuff going on here that's holding me back in my life. Um, And actually, if I can find and address those beliefs and those traumas and get those out, well, my life is going to keep growing and keep expanding. And so that's that's where I'm at at the moment with this whole sort of thing. And from my point of view, there, that sounds amazing. And I'm about to do it. So we're going to have a bit of a, I'm, I'm thinking it might be useful to have a bit of a, a process update sometimes on, on what that works like, because yeah. I'm about to do it as well. But there are a million ways to do it, you know. There are a million healing modalities and thought patterning modalities. I personally have been using Byron Katie's work called The Work. Yes. What that does is, again, it's another form of radical personal responsibility. It's saying... Everything that you accuse somebody else of is something that's alive in you. And again, again, it's absolutely not blame. She's been criticized for blaming abuse victims, and I disagree. Absolutely. She's saying, where is the wound in you? And how can you take responsibility for your beliefs and your behavior and the way you are with somebody else when you believe that you're right about things? Yeah, And you work through it that way. So basically you question the belief. You ask yourself if it's really true. You check in with what you're like when you do believe it's true, which is usually reactive and angry or, or, or sad or something fairly destructive for you. And then you check in with how you would be if you didn't believe that thing. Yeah. And then you do the step that you mustn't jump to, which is turning it around so that you put yourself in everything you've accused the other person of, you put yourself in. So imagine I said, I don't know. Um, Sammy is noisy. I might say that. And then I'd be like, and then I check in with myself and I go, oh, if I believe that, then this is how I feel about her. And if I don't believe that, I just go, oh, she's just going about her life. And then I would turn it around and I go, I'm noisy. 
How does that land? Where's that also true? And it might be something like, God, in my head, there's nothing but noise. Yeah. Or in my energetic vibe of like, there's loads of noise. There's white noise coming off me like steam. So again, and, and then you say, well, is that at least as true? And then you think, well, I've actually got a choice. If each, both of those things are e equally as true and the whole plethora of other things are also as true, do I want to carry on feeling bad so that I can be right? Or might I want to feel a bit better, and, but I might have to give up being a bit right all of the time? <laughs> and again, we've got to keep doing it because those triggers keep coming. So the other thing she's added on is when you um, have identified the thing that you never want to experience again, you have to turn it around and say, I'm willing to experience again because that will make me do this process again. And I'm looking forward to it, which is hilarious because 99% of the people say that with a kind of bile. Like, I'm looking forward to experience again, which means it's still alive. It's still triggered. And you just yeah. need to do the work again. But also, you know, NLP and CBT and um, all these lovely acronyms, NLP, neurolinguistic programming, when done with care and gentleness can be really really helpful and things that get you back into your body and get you feeling the sensations in your body yeah. really really useful and that can be a yeah. scary place for somebody with trauma absolutely i mean I, I look at um bless my mom she is really clogged up with all kinds of trauma and all unhealthy beliefs about herself and it's really difficult for her to look to look at this stuff and address it it's terrifying mm. and um for, for many people that is the reality that is the reality. And so hopefully through, through listening to this, it might encourage people to, to know that it is, it is frightening and it is bloody hard and, and difficult to deal with it at times. But when you can sit and face it, if you can sit and face it, you can, you can be free of it. You absolutely yeah. can. You absolutely can. And the ingredients for me that help that happen are resourcefulness, resources. Make sure that you know how you feel when you feel good. Yeah. And make sure that you make not only a memory of that, but a, a clear way of accessing that so that when you feel really bad, you can go, oh, well, there is a way to get from bad to good so that I can feel like I can deal with it. But also support. Give yourself that. Nobody's supposed to do this work on their own. No. Nobody's supposed to do this work on their own. Although something that's quite interesting, which comes up with narcissistic abuse quite a lot, is that people do you end up completely alone as a consequence of being narcissistically abused? And I don't know if you remember Mel talking about this the other day, but a woman was writing and she was saying, I've had a smear campaign against me. I've lost my friends. I've lost my family. I'm, I'm kind of on my own. And Mel said, actually, this is part of it. Because when you have other people to turn to, that's when you don't turn into yourself. Mm. And so actually, this is part of the divine plan is that you do end up completely on your own with nowhere else to turn but inwards because most of us will do anything to avoid turning inwards. So if somebody is propping us up and supporting us, we're not going to do the work or we're not, we're, mm. we're, we're not as likely to do the work. So it's part of the, you know, what, what we perceive to be the, the badness within narcissistic abuse. It's actually what you need. Does yeah how does that land <laughs> that lands um slightly shockingly so just yeah. to be really really um open about this i'm about to take a couple of months retreat to, to do some work yeah um where i'll be alone and taking myself away from it 
want to be really clear. I'm not saying that this is the answer for everybody and you have, everybody has to make their own choice about what they of do. Course, yeah. And also how, how easy is that to, for everybody to do? But I am in a situation where I can do that. Um, I think I can, and I think I'm going to, and actually it's terrifying the thought of going off on my own and not having anybody to say, you know, to, to, to disappear to and not having anybody else's needs to serve. So that I have yeah. to look inwards. So however you do it, the core seems to be looking inwards and and looking where in you, you can do something about what hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Interesting. So it feels to me like we're rolling towards the end of this, this podcast. Anything yeah. to add, Sammy? Anything to add? At this stage, I'm just really tuning in and just feeling like this is the beginnings of, of, a, of a humongous conversation where there are so many elements to it and so many different aspects to it. I think I don't know. I don't feel like I do have anything else to add. I've got one more thing to add. I've got one more thing to add, which seems like that what, what it feels like to me is that the aim is to nurture and build and create a really solid relationship with yourself, first and foremost. Yes. That's what it's all about. And when you've got a really solid relationship with yourself, which is just not something that can be taken for granted, and sometimes even the concept of that is, is quite big. And, you know, people go and sit in caves for bloody years to do this. So there's, there's a million different ways. But that's what the key is. A solid relationship with yourself where you can check in with your body and your instincts like an animal and say, what is it that I'm feeling? What is it that I need? And for that to be a normal thing and for, for you to then, for me, I'll speak for myself, for me to then say, I think this is what I need. I feel like this is what I need. And that's entirely valid. And therefore, I'm going to take the space, whether anybody else thinks it's okay or not, to meet that need. That's yeah. what seems like healing from trauma to me. That's what I'm holding up as where I'm headed. Yeah. And actually, you've just reminded me of a statement or a, one of Mel's kind of statements, which is, it is my highest personal mission to turn inwards, to release myself back to wholeness for myself, those I love, and all of humanity. Yeah. So when we're clogged up with trauma, we are not a whole and complete being. And it's difficult for us to trust our instincts and trust um, our intuition and trust that we even know who we are. For my own self, I have totally lost touch with my own instincts and my abilities to even recognize that I'm allowed to follow them even when I get them, but I, I don't know how to trust them. And the process of healing my trauma is that thing of be becoming a more and more solid human being who can trust herself within, within her own life and make decisions that are right for her as opposed to trying to please and fix everyone on the outside in order for me to feel okay about myself. Yeah. And it's an ongoing process of just shoring up and becoming a more solid and whole 
individual yeah. and trauma is the only thing that prevents you from being that we all know what we are deep down but it's the trauma that is 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 preventing us from it's just like blobs of shadow and darkness within yeah. us once you start to get rid of them you just shine brighter and brighter and brighter oh i like that and i like the idea of it because because in a trauma state it feels like your trauma is you and that's never been true no that's never been true it's just stuff yeah and it's preventing you from actually being you in yeah. your in your most vibrant and loving capacity and I'm, and i use the word love in its a universal yeah. phrase not it's not no, it's romantic sense so so strap yeah. in everybody there is hope <laughs> there's totally hope wherever More you are hope. yeah and i think that brings us to the end of our session for today yeah thank you very much Love thank you time. very much you too Bye. See you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Over the hill, I see the fire burning. As in my dream, now real as we are turning. So what of love? The moon and stars are asking. While as the fire burns bright, the night is passing. Once on the horizon of a new dawn break